0: Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at (laughs) OzarkFolkCenter.com.
1: Hey, folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be listening to a Mountain View, Arkansas band with a great old-time sound, the Lazy Goat String Band. We'll also be hearing some tunes from Jack and Mary Geiger, some really nice folks who love the mountain dulcimer. I've got a special request for our vault keeper, Mark Jones, and Jeff Glover and I will continue our discussion about what is folk music. That's this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. One of the biggest successes of our Music Roots program here in Stone County, Arkansas, is a lovely young lady named Emily Phillips. Emily has become one of the finest old-time fiddlers around here, with a really smooth bowing style and a large repertoire of tunes. Several years ago, she teamed up with guitarist Scott Blake and his son, clawhammer banjo player Sam Blake, to form the Lazy Goat String Band. Gathered on a stage around a single microphone, they don't just sound old-timey, they look the part, too. Here they are in concert at the Ozark Folk Center State Park Auditorium. ¶¶
0: Scott in a fiddle workshop that Billy Matthews was teaching. Didn't even know he played guitar.
2: She was about nine years old.
0: I was nine, mm-hmm. And uh, we continued going to some of the same workshops, one that Alan Jabour taught, and I believe Samuel eventually took a banjo workshop at the same time Scott and I took a fiddle workshop. Mm-hmm. So we have this picture of all of us standing at this workshop together, and I really didn't know Samuel at all. I barely knew Scott but we
3: just happened to all be standing just right there there together it was
0: foreshadowing weird yeah but years later um i needed a guitar player and i heard scott play guitar on stage here and after he uh got off stage i said hey you know i need a guitar player for a set in the next you know week or two would you play guitar with me and he said sure you know do you mind if my son plays banjo with us sure so we practiced and had a blast and then that was that
2: we're still having a blast We had breakfast together before we came today, and we've we've laughed the whole time. And music together we were having a lot of fun and we were trying to think of what to name it and we had they had they raised goats the Phillips family raises goats we needed some goats to clean up our property and so we were talking goats all the time that, that was the that was our conversation so we just decided to go with goats as a mascot I don't know what to say, Emily.
4: (laughs) You say Well,
0: the first time I came over for practice, I said, man, y'all got a lot of goat food growing out there. That would be great for our goats. And then, you know, he said, well, we've been wanting goats for a while. And so, like you said, we started talking about goats all the time and then. We decided we wanted to play together, and well, what are we going to call ourselves, and something to do with goats, so.
3: Yeah, Dad kind of wanted that image of a goat laying around the barn. He always yeah. said the yeah. goat we said
2: barn. barn we, uh, we said barn goat at one time. Yeah. The barn goat band. I, or goat barn, one of them. Goat yeah. barn. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I said, I don't know. I just picture an old lazy goat that won't get out of the barn. So,
3: yeah. Like
5: just that like, was we'll we'll our lazy goat
2: <clears throat> So, we came up with a lazy goat string band. And we, uh, we came up with a mascot. and uh, it's kind of our logo, I guess, that had a it's got an old goat laid up on a hammock <laughs> doing nothing, you know.
5: It's just like us.
0: with
2: a banjo, I think.
0: Primarily old-time string band music, I would say, uh, that we get from a number of traditional sources and we draw our inspiration from all kinds of traditional string bands and string bands that are based in traditions and do new things with their music. And uh, we copy a lot of that and throw in our own new stuff, and um, but it's all rooted in old-time music. A lot of old-time music came from uh, England, Ireland, and Scotland and it turned into the music that the settlers here played in the Ozarks and the Appalachians. Uh, The music they played on their porches, the ballads they sang, the fiddles they played, and whatever instruments they had, and then eventually it was commercialized, you know, when people started going out to these old places and finding out, oh, wow, we can take this and turn it into something and maybe make some money, so people are familiar with bluegrass, which is the commercialization of old time, I would say and so that's a lot more popular and then i usually describe it as old time is what came just before that
2: it's a style of music it's still evolving there's still people playing old time music they're writing their own stuff it's
3: still evolving but it's still an old time style certain songs and then there's no more old time music mm-hmm. because really if you said it's all old music it's old time music then it all quits at one point but it doesn't because it keeps going so it has to be a style
0: it's a living tradition Yeah,
2: it was original at some point in time uh, whenever that was so you can still write original old time music Accidentally stumbled into Norman Blake one time in uh, in Little Rock. He was performing live, and we had the same last name. Uh, I was just amazed at what he did and how it captured the crowd. Especially the city people in Little Rock heard him play in this old-time music, and I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, they were just, you know, I mean, he just had them total. He had their attention totally, and so I just kept thinking where did this music come from? Where did this music come from? And it, it just kept going back in time. Instead of my taste moving with the time, I kept going back until I, got, until I landed on old-time music and uh, I was just really fascinated with it. And to me, it's just the foundation and the root of so many kinds of music now that uh, I've just always been fascinated with it.
0: You know, I grew up in Mountain View, and uh, since I could walk, I danced on the stage, or at least toddled around on it. And so I've always been around it, and I started to play the fiddle in the fourth grade in the Music Roots program here in Mountain View that gives kids in Mountain View public schools uh, free lessons on their instruments that are traditional. Uh, So I started playing fiddle then, and then I got involved really in old time when I took those workshops uh, from old fiddlers like uh, Billy Matthews and Alan Jabour, that come to Mountain View and teach old-time workshops uh, occasionally. And so they were really the people that inspired me to keep going with old-time. And my first instructor, Shea Poole, was also a, an old-time fiddler, and so I loved the stuff that she played. So that's kind of how I got into the, the older stuff. <laughs> ¶¶
1: That was the Lazy Goat String Band playing six hot tunes. They started that set with Julianne Johnson, followed by Rocking the Babies to Sleep, Molly Put the Kettle On, Old Joe, The Fiddler's Drunk and the Fun's All Over, and ending their set with Grover Jones' Waltz. We'll hear more fine tunes from the Lazy Goat String Band later in the show. But after this short break, it'll be time to head down to the vault where I have a special request this week for Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Generally, every week about this time, I go down into the vault to visit with my buddy Mark Jones. But I'm down here today, and there's no Mark. I don't know where he is, but there's nobody down here. So this kind of gives me a chance to do something I've been wanting to do for a while. Let's see. A-E-F-G-J. Here they are, J-J. Mark Jones. A lot of people don't know it, but not only is Mark a fine sound engineer, but he's also a darn good musician. For years, he played the bass with his dad, Grandpa Jones on the road, and he's also a terrific five-string banjo player. He plays the old Frailing or Clawhammer style, and I have found a recording of him from way back probably in 1973. Let's see. It's the Arkansas Traveler. Let's listen to Mark Jones playing the Arkansas Traveler.
6: So this is going to be a first. (laughs) Uh, It's called Arkansas Traveler.
1: That was Mark John... Uh-oh. oh Here he comes. Hey, Dave. I'm glad you're down here. Mark, you caught me rifling around in your stuff down
6: here. Well, it's some good stuff to rifle around in. Well, look at what I've been
1: playing. Look, look at this tune I found. Uh. Well, where'd
6: you find that?
1: Well, it was kind of back here in this old dusty corner under the J's. Under the J's. Well, that's
6: where it ought to be, (laughs) I
1: guess. Do you remember playing the Arkansas Traveler back then? Dave,
6: I sure do. That was probably one of the first performances all solo you know, like flying without a net or anything, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I, I think I did okay, but... You did really
1: well. It sounded great. Well,
6: thank you, sir.
1: You're still playing the banjo, too, aren't you?
6: Yes, sir. I I am. I'm not near as much as I want to, I guess. I just... Uh, you kind of get other things going in your life, and the things that you're really interested in kind of seem to fall by the wayside a little bit, but... I'm here at the Folk Center, and I enjoy that, and I get to hear a lot of good banjo players, too.
1: Well, it was great hearing you play, Mark. Hey, and I'll see you again next week, okay? Thank you, Dave. We have a special place in our hearts here in Mountain View for the Mountain or Lap Dulcimer. The Dulcimer sounds extra sweet in the hands of our friends Mary and Jack Geiger. Jack and Mary came through here some years ago pulling a camper trailer and stopped for the weekend. As it happens so often here, they fell in love with the town and the music, sold their camper, bought a house, and settled down. Here are four tunes from Jack and Mary.
7: I'm kind of homesick for a country where I never No sad farewell, and no more song, and time won't matter.
4: and I are both originally from Illinois and um, I was a social worker in East St. Louis for 30 years.
8: I grew up in the Chicago metropolitan area but uh, left right after high school and lived mostly downstate Illinois and Indiana before coming down here to Arkansas. I'm upset. We both started playing mountain dulcimer at about the same time, but in different areas. Probably about 35 years ago for each of yeah. us. And uh, the first time we met was at a, a dulcimer uh, festival. Listening to Gene Ritchie. Listening to Gene Ritchie. Yeah. And uh, we're at that time we're not in a situation where you know we were just we were good friends for about 11 years, and then ended up in a situation where we were both uh, available and started playing music together and. Jack had been coming down here for a long, long time, just to the to the Dulcimer Jamboree and those kind of gatherings. And I had not ever been here. But we were full-time RVers, and we kept coming back here and staying longer and longer and longer. And pretty soon we decided that we'd sell the RV and get a house and just stay. So that's what we did.
7: Willie Moore was a king, age 21. And he courted a maiden in Montreal, where he died of a broken heart, where he died of a broken heart.
4: I I was in a a very fortunate area. I lived around St. Louis. So when I started playing, I was going to every festival I could. And the festivals were in Tennessee and Kentucky and Mississippi and Michigan, Ohio, Arkansas, Missouri, went over to Oklahoma. And I got this whole wide range of styles of playing and I, it, it, you borrow a little bit from each one to come up with your own. And I think Mary and I, we play the dulcimer somewhat different than most people. A lot of times I'll use it as a harmony to her singing. I do the same thing with the guitar uh, because I can't sing. You got anything, Dan?
8: No. Why oh, are you looking at me. <laughs> Just listen. See what what is it gonna make up next? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was Jack and Mary Geiger playing Sweet Beulah Land, Going Across the Mountains, an old ballad, Willie Moore, and the French Canadian fiddle tune, Joys of Quebec. After this break, we'll see if our producer, Jeff Glover, has finally cracked the code on the definition of folk music. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back. For weeks now, I've been having a conversation with our producer, Jeff Glover, about what is a true folk song. Now, here comes Jeff again. Have you finally got one for me, Jeff? I don't know, Dave. I'm so tired of this. You know, I can't ever seem to get it right. And you know, Dave, everybody hates folk music now. Everybody hates folk music. Listen to this interview, okay? Just listen to this interview. These guys, and this is the Steel Wheels. You remember the Steel Wheels, Oh, Dave? great band. Great band. They, they they write their own music, they play traditional music, and even they say that everyone hates folk music. Listen to this interview. Yeah, I was going to say up until
4: maybe the last few years and maybe being deeper in the industry. Folk music to me, I I thought of like the Dylan era, you know, the Greenwich Village. And it's kind of it wasn't something at my age I was necessarily interested in, respected it, but it It just wasn't the music I, you know, the big folk scare era. I wasn't alive. That wasn't my thing. And now I've kind of come to terms with no folk music. Like, if somebody would call us a folk band, it doesn't scare me like it maybe did (laughs) 10 years ago. Like, no, let's resist that label. I think now the hot name is probably more Roots or Americana, but folk is right smack dab in the middle of Roots and Americana. Um, And yeah, what is folk anymore?
3: Yeah, I think I there's several things going on in my brain. And I think one of the things I want to say is I feel like, and this just sort of shines a light on how contextual it is, I feel like folk music when we've gone to Canada, Folk music is alive and well. Folk music is like, there's no, that negative connotation you had of, like, the folk scare, not there. It's like, folk music, yeah! You know, folk festivals are everywhere, and they still use the term folk. Nobody's afraid of it. I feel like in the States, other than Newport Folk, which has its own kind of hipster element that's always been there, Philadelphia Folk Festival, there's a few that are, like, hardcore, and they've stayed with that name. Most new festivals will run away from that term because it feels like it's antiquated and uh, and
1: um and that's too bad, I think. I think that's just too bad. See, Dave, they, they say it. They say it. Everyone hates folk music. So you know what? I give up, because even if I come up with a song, you're going to say I'm wrong. Well, Jeff, let's look at what's shot your songs down in the past. First of all, we need a song that's not a commercial song, a song that nobody ever made any money on. We need a song that everybody knows, and a song that has a cultural identity, say, to... To Americans. Well, I don't know, David. You know, I'm not good at this, apparently. I keep coming up with ones that are wrong, and I know that, I mean, you you really know this stuff, and I'm just now just really learning about it. But the only thing I can think of, the only and you can, you're just going to say no, but the only thing I can think of is the Star-Spangled Banner. Well, you know the Star-Spangled Banner. I think you may have finally hit on it, Jeff. It's a, a national song of national identity. It's not a commercial song. It's a song that every American knows. You know, I believe you've cracked it. You've got to be kidding. Oh, no, I think you did it. Oh, oh, come on, Jeff. Jeff Jeff, Jeff you Jeff, you're squeezing the air out of me, man.
5: I'm sorry, Dave.
1: Thank you, Dave. The number of old time songs and tunes that are out there truly defies the imagination. To me, this is folk music. Here are five more good folk tunes played by Emily Phillips and Scott and Sam Blake, The Lazy Goat String Band.
3: Thank
2: you. I think we've saved much of the way it originally was, but it has also evolved. And and, uh, rather than being just something that was maybe played in the living room or on the porch by a lone musician or two people who are sharing that, now uh, we've taken that and we're able to perform it now And it's performed on stage where maybe it had, maybe it was just a private thing that was done Uh, or for small groups. It's now evolved enough that um, I feel like the Lazy Goat String Band has, uh, uh, we've injected a lot of energy, I feel like, into the music. And uh, it's, it's much more energetic. So
3: it's evolved in that way. And there's room for a lot more. It seems a little more to me it seems a little more simple in the past people were performing this music a little more simple you know what i mean just kind of the song the simplicity of it but nowadays i'm listening to people old-time groups and they're taking this stuff to a completely different level Mm -hmm. like they're making this like they're really it's got to be art you know they're really taking it to a deeper level to me
9: Pretty thing, he wears a bushy tail, he eats up all the marshy corn. Heart sitting on a rail. wish they'd bring her back, but you chase the big hogs in the fence and the little ones through the crack. Was gone to town. Apron strings just won't I Wish he'd come around. Possum, he's a pretty thing. He rambles in the dark. The only time you know he's there is when you hear old Ranger Bar.
2: fondest, fuzziest memory is uh, is I guess playing with uh, uh, Samuel coming out and playing on stage with me for the first time here at the Folk Center and we played <clears throat> We played You Are My Flower. We played that because the song only had two chords and Samuel could easily keep up with that. And uh, when he finished, he looked so happy, and I leaned over there and said, you know, you did so good, you know, good job, good job. And then now it's evolved to this point that he goes out there, and I'm thinking, oh, man, I I can't keep up with him, you know. He's just blowing me away. And the whole thing with the, you know, the Lazy Goat String Band has just, we've had such a friendship. You know, we've become like family, really. Emily's family and ours. Uh, You know, it's really been a lot more, it's meant more than just the music to us, this this Lazy Goat String Band has.
3: One of the reasons why we've bonded so close and everything is because neither us, neither families, ha- we all have family from off. <laughs> like mm-hmm. everybody's at least two hours away that we live with, or that we're related mm-hmm. to. So we are, we so are. We've kind of made family. our own family here because mm-hmm. all everybody else is away. So,
0: and even you know, I'm going to college in Little Rock, and so you know, my week is spent in Little Rock but you know I'll drive back on weekends and we'll play or if I'm going to be in town I'll say hey you know let's get together and let's get together and play and so you know even though I'm not here a lot we still play really just as much as we do sometimes you know when I was here all the time so really as long as I'm still coming back to mountain view you know we'll we'll find a way
2: and we've got the material now in the bank and we can, we can get it out when we want to. And we enjoy that. And we get together and do it. We have, you know, in, in our living room, you know, that's where we've had the most fun probably is in the living room.
0: Almost definitely.
2: Maybe nobody else there except us three. But, you know, it does, oh, I think, I really do think that it comes out in our performance on the stage, you know, that we're, that we have a good time.
1: That was the Lazy Goat String Band, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. The Goat started that set with Wild Bill Jones, then played Sandy Boys, Jack of Diamonds, and finished with John Brown's Dream of Great Hot Fiddle Tune in the Key of A. That's about it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. For all of us at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
0: Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974, and by Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. More information online at arkansasstateparks.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, We are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.